0: Hello and welcome back to Man in the Post. This is another instalment of our pre-season reviews with the opposition fans. And on this episode, we are covering Aston Villa with our very own Simon O'Regan. Simon, how have you been and how was your summer?
1: Yeah, not too bad, thanks. Uh, summer was pretty good. Um, obviously, following England in the Euros, Got getting to uh, go to the semi-final against Denmark was... An experience I don't think I'll ever forget. Shame the final didn't turn out a little bit better. But um that's no, been a good summer. Yeah, I've, I've enjoyed the break, but looking forward to uh, the season starting up again.
0: Yeah, I mean, not long ago now. I'm not sure dates will not go into number of days we've got until this comes out. But, um I mean, before we, we go on to pre-season and transfers and your predictions, just a, a quick summary of how you, how you felt last season went in the end, now that obviously all the, the dust is cleared as
1: such. Um overall I think it was a positive season. Uh you know, when you compare it to the one before, we made massive progress. Um defensively we were pretty sound for most of the season. I think we ended up with maybe some like the fourth or fifth best defensive record in the league, which the year before I think we had the, one of the worst, if not the worst. Um there was obviously an issue with certain Jack Grealish getting injured and being out for quite a while and we certainly struggled without him and which is obviously something that that will need to change going into this season <laughs> um, but ov- overall I think it was a good season it, it could have been better had we kept everyone fit all season but that's I kind of don't like using that as an excuse because every team gets injuries throughout so you, you've got to deal with it but um, no, I was I was pretty pleased with how it went in the end
0: yeah, I mean as as Villa Fans should be. Um I think we we mentioned it many week on the on the, the season the, the week, sorry, the weekly review shows. Um Dean Smith was a little bit naive at times, I think. And uh in the times without Grealish and even when Grealish wasn't on form at times. Um but I mean we as well go straight in it, head first. Um <laughs> the the main talking point for obviously Villa's Summer um, that seems to be coming to conclusion. Whenever you guys look at home listen at this, it might be done and dusted. But as we're aware, pretty much Simon, we're agreed that it looks like he's he's joined City, um, ninety million plus Morgan, a player I believe.
1: Um, that's I, no. I think it's just a straight hundred million. Prize. Right. Okay. There's, there's any player coming with it?
0: I thought there was a what was it Wesley Morgan? No, it can't be. That's the boy. Some Morgan, <laughs> some young attacking player. They say he used to play with Louis Barry at West Brom when Man City snapped him up.
1: Yeah, I, th- I, I did see uh, there was paper talk of that a few okay. days ago, but no, that's no, it's, it's just a straight hundred million pounds cash.
0: Right. Well, anyway, so I mean, we'll we'll, we'll go all the transfers and at the same time, just so obviously, I'll let you talk about the the Grealish and how you feel. Um, but obviously, so Grealish going out for a hundred, we'll we'll go with that, and and in comes Leon Leon Bailey. Danny Ings, which was a was a surprise, and <laughs> Emmy Ben, how do you
1: how do you pronounce it? Simon?
0: Uh, Emmy Buendia. Buendia, that's it. Um, all around thirty million each, I believe, as well. Uh, yeah, thirty million for. I mean, so I mean, overall, uh, for from from my side of things, I think Grealish are better for this. Like, no, none of the players are better than than Grealish individually. But I think they can all give you 80-85% of what Grealish gives. And obviously, if you add those numbers together, it, it improves your your squad overall. I mean, I, I guess you'll be hurting a little bit. But, I mean, if you can kind of look after the dust settled, I mean, what's your, your overriding thoughts of this? Uh,
1: well, I think you've sort of hit the nail on the head there, really. I mean, just from a purely sort of emotional fan point of view, obviously, uh, you know, I'm good to see him go, He's, uh, he's the best player that I've ever seen play for Villa. And I've had a season ticket since 98. So there's there's been a, a long list of players to choose from for that. But he, he's a phenomenal footballer. But looking at it, sort of taking a step back, it's £100 million is a hell of a lot of money. Uh, it's, you know, that's it's the type of money that you kind of can't really turn down. And also from his point of view, he'll be 26 in September he's a phenomenal footballer who should be playing Champions League football. It's very, very unlikely that Villa will be able to offer him that in, within the next four or five years. So I can kind of see why he would want to make that move. I, I think it would have been difficult for him, but I, I can understand why he's done it. And then as you say there, obviously we're not going to be able to sign a player of his ability, but what it does do It allows us to sort of strengthen the squad overall. So whilst whilst we're losing, obviously, a a very, very good player, our best player, if you look at the overall balance of the squad now, it's stronger going forwards than it was last year. The biggest problem was everything sort of went through Greenish. He was the only creative outlet. With Bailey and Buendia, there's two very creative players in there. And then Danny Ings, uh, that going through last night, I'm still kind of like a little sort of gobsmaps about how that's come about. How we've got that, I, I mean, I'm, I'm a huge fan of Danny Ings. I think on a number of occasions last season, you, me, and Dave on the uh, on the review show, you know, sang his praises quite a lot. So, the fact we've managed to get him, it gives us a real, uh, real genuine competition with Ollie Watkins up front, it allows us to play a different formation with two up top. Um, so, yeah, I, I think we've actually had quite a decent transfer window overall. You know, Again, with the caveat that we have lost a very good player, there's, you know, there's no hiding away from that. But on terms of the incomings, we've also got Ashley Young in as well on the free contract this summer. We've done quite well so far, and I still think there'll probably be maybe two or three more players to come in.
0: Well, that's, I forgot about Ashley Young as well. That obviously, we, we spoke about obviously offline um, when it happened, which is a very good sign and, you know, brings a bit of experience, um, covers many positions as well. Um, but it's just a very good squad option for you guys, and he, he'd been in some good form in the last few years as well. Um, I was going to ask what you obviously alluded to there about future signings. We know your owners aren't scared to spend. Spend money, I believe, like, I think the last couple of windows just spent over 100 million. Um, summer windows, sorry. Um, do you see any certain player or at
1: positions that you, you maybe need? Um, well, I think we need uh, more cover at centre back. And I think Axel Tanzaibi is uh, going to come back in on loan with an option to buy um, to provide competition. We've only really got cons and mings. There now we've got Courtney Hall. He's sort of a backup and a decent one, but we could uh, we could do with a better option there. And then the other one that I've heard quite a lot of rumours linking us with James Ward Prowse, and there's some people that that seem to think that that could be that that could happen quite quickly. I I think we'd have to pay a lot of money. Um, I'm kind of I'm kind of a bit torn. Like I really really like him as a player, but I'm not sure if because I think it would probably cost within in the region of forty to fifty million. You'd probably have to spend to get Southampton to sell him. Yeah. And I kind of think is he is he that much better than the players we've already got there that is he's that worth spending that money on? Could you get better value elsewhere? Um. So I, I'm not too sure about that. I, so I do really like him, but I don't know. necessarily need that type of midfielder. I think we need more of a a sort of more old-school destroyer-holding midfielder.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's fair. I think I definitely agree. I think you need, uh, usually centre-back cover for me, I think you need a a first-choice centre-back to pair with Konza. I think Mings is a great first-choice, but I think he makes too many mistakes for for you guys and it's a shame on Konza and Martinez having to, to rely on, on Mings. Um, but, I mean, that's my, my opinion. But, yeah, I think midfield, yeah, uh, somebody probably, as you say, a destroyer or even, you know, that just even that deep line playmaker type who could kind of do a bit of everything in there. Because I think your your front four or five are almost sorted. Um, I put the, the line-up, obviously, in the chat with it looks good, even Louise McGinn, uh, Buendia, uh, Dye and Watkins, uh, wide, obviously, in through the middle. That's a very, very good, you know, front six, basically. <laughs> a field front six. And then you, you arguably have the second-best goalkeeper in the league.
1: Just oh, definitely.
0: On forum last season, was the best keeper in the league. There was there was no, no question, I think. I think you only really made one big
1: mistake, and it was just after you bigging him up. Oh, <laughs> Comment, the old uh, commentator's curse, I it, mean, uh, isn't it? <laughs>
0: um, both fullbacks are solid enough. Um, I just think you're shaping up. I think you're not far away from your manager being your weak link. Um, and I mean, Dean Smith might prove me wrong, you know, mm. long term. But for I think if Villa want to make that next step, you know, to the to the European slot almost. Yeah. Um, I, I'm just not sure if Ian Smith can can do that step. Um, but again, he, for everything he's done for Villa, he deserves the chance to to do it. So by no means am I saying
1: you know he should be sacked. Yeah, I think it'll it'll be interesting actually to see sort of how we uh, how we approach games this season. Because obviously for the last few years the team's been built around Greely. Sort of everything has gone through him. And I think I, I know it's uh, the the sale has obviously come quite late in the transfer window, but I I suspect that they've been planning for a while yeah. uh, to like go into the season without him. But I, I think um, I think I said in the chat the other day that some of the local uh, journalists around the club are normally quite good, or some have been saying there's there's two plans in place, one for Greenwich being at the club and, and one without. Um, so, yeah, it'll be be interesting to see how it, how it happens, uh, I mean, the, the pre-season games we've had so far, I went to uh, one of the matches, you know, I've uh, watched a couple of the others, and in the second half of each game, he's changed formation and gone uh, with two up top, which is something that he hasn't ever done since he's been at Villa, It's always been one up top, and to be fair, I think even at Brentford, he always tends to play with one up front, so maybe he'd that was, you know, sort of testing the waters there, preparing for life after Greenish and, and going to up top. And maybe that's why Danny Ings is coming. Because it would be interesting to see what will happen with that. Because obviously Watkins had a very good season last year. Danny Ings isn't going to come in, sit on the bench, you wouldn't have thought, and play second fiddle. So be be interesting to see how them two sort of gel together.
0: I think that would be a very good pair. And I, I like the idea of Watkins coming in from the wide because he's so good in the air. Um, and he, He's very good against centre-half, so imagine what he could do against left and right-backs. Um, yeah, well,
1: well, he most of his career was, was playing out wide in the front yeah. three. It was only the, his last season at Brentford and then last season uh, with us for the first two years. He played down the middle, so... He can certainly do it, and Ings can drop deep as well, so they're both Definitely. quite versatile, aren't they?
0: Yeah, I think it'll be very complimentary, as I say. I still expect you to bring in maybe two or three players as well. Um, I think it'd be a very good window. I mean, you're probably one of the better windows in the Premier League. Um,
1: hopefully. yeah, well, I, I mean, I think I mean, our, our owners sort of had you know money to, to chuck around anyway, and yeah. obviously, we've Greedish really been sold now, so we've kind of. At the moment, we've got a net profit of like ten million so far from this summer. So there'll still be plenty of money to um, to throw about if they want to bring in, you know, one or two really good sort of uh, big money signings.
0: Yeah, if your owners want to sell you guys and, and buy us, I'd be I'd be delighted. We're <laughs> uh, well, we, not, we, not scared to spend a
1: They've kind of sort of taken a leaf from your book a few years ago from when you sold Coutinho. Yeah. You know, at, at the time it's, you know, probably your best player, arguably at the time, but you've reinvested you reinvested the money wisely, same as what Leicester have done over the last few years. I think mean, that's the key for us this summer now. And so far it looks like we have been doing that. And we haven't done what the uh, Spurs did when they sold Bailo them years ago. Yeah,
0: it's the perfect, it is the perfect point. Coutinho and Grealish are very, very much alike as well. I mean, you'll have different opinions on Grealish than I do. I, I think Grealish is a very good player, but he's very hot and cold. Um, and that reminded me of Coutinho as well. And obviously selling him, we brought in slightly different caliber of player, but again, yeah. level, it's the same. Do you know what I mean? Like the difference is we brought in players who were above our level but it was just thankful for where we are. Um, I mean pre-season being at the game I was just looking at your results there so you had a a 3-0 win against Bristol City, a 4-0 win against Walsall, lost 2-0 to Stoke, must have been a Wednesday was it? (laughs) (laughs) And a 3-0, oh no that was Bristol City, it must be the same one. So yeah so three fixtures so far and I believe one was called off with Covid in the opposition team. Right. Yeah, that
1: that that was uh Nottingham Forest, but that, yeah. I think that was a behind closed doors one anyway at the training grounds.
0: Yeah, so I mean it's a, I mean bar the stoke one, couple of couple of big scores, clean sheets. Um I mean not that friendlies are anything to go by, but um just to, we'll we'll use them as something to go by and then what well, I mean, what's your, your prediction for the for the season ahead? I mean, what where do you how So, do, where do you think Villa should be aiming for and where do you think they will finish?
1: I I think we should be aiming for a top-eight finish next season now. Mm-hmm. We finished 11th last year. I think, as I say, we've the squad's is probably stronger overall, has a nice balance to it. A couple of players like Watkins and Cash will, you'd assume, be better having had a year's experience behind them. Um, So, yeah, and and sort of looking around at some of the other clubs, I mean, obviously, there's still a few weeks of the window left to go, so you kind of, in a way, you have to wait until the the transfer window's over. But there doesn't seem like many of the clubs around us who who we'd be sort of competing with have done an awful lot of business so far, whereas we have. So I think um, we should, you know, you always want to improve each season. I think if we we could get a top eight, maybe top seven finish, then um, I think that's achievable. I mean, you look, last season, we weren't a million miles away from that sort of top seven, eight finish. Um, so I think it's something that we can we can definitely achieve.
0: Uh, yeah, I couldn't agree more. I think that's, yeah, definitely definitely top ten has to be there. a must almost. Um, and what's your prediction? So put your all on the line here, Simon. Um, pick a place where you think you're going to finish.
1: Uh, do I want to be really optimistic and positive or be more realistic? Um, I'm going to go. I think we're going to surprise a few people. I'm going I'm to go seventh. Seventh. I,
0: like yeah.
1: I like it. And right,
0: who. I want, right, now, I want three players for me here. I want who's going to be your player of the season, a player opposition fans should kind of look out for, them, like, obviously not your not your obvious ones, and then a player for. People who play fantasy football, who you would recommend from Villa to go into
1: their team? Okay, so player of the season, that's a tough one. Um, I'm going to go Emi Buendia. I, I think he's going to have a really, really good season. You look at what he did uh, the one year in the Premiership when he was playing with Norwich and what was a pretty poor team. You yeah. look at the amount of chances he created in that team. Um, if he's feeding the ball through to Watkins' innings, I think he could have quite a few assists. I'll uh, we'll go for Brendeer's player of the season. Uh, one to watch out for. So, are we talking like a young player who could come in and, and do yeah, something?
0: So, if you think there's a young player that might break into the squad, or even you can pick one of the new signings if you want. Just that one for opposition fans, you reckon,
1: should be. Um, I'm, I'm going to go for a young player. And we've got a uh, it's a young attacking midfielder called Carney Chukwemeka, which will give Paul Merson nightmares. I'm sure on Saturday, <laughs> trying to get his uh, mouth around that. But he um, he's only 17. He he was playing uh, for the uh, youth team last year, who won the youth cup, and I, I watched a couple of those youth games, and he looked he, like he looked like he he was 27. He should be playing men's football. He's <laughs> played a few of the the, the the got a few minutes in the friendlies and he just looks a really good player so i i i think he he won't probably play too many games But i think he'll get a decent amount of minutes and yeah i, th- I think people will like the look of him
0: and fantasy football one then for the for the stat heads over in fantasy world
1: uh you recommend? i don't want to say deere again cuz I've, I've already mentioned him for one so yeah, i'll no, go um, no, not I, 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 i'll go leon bailey i think he um you look at his stats, which I know, you, know you, you can't can't really base everything on stats, but you look at the goals and assists he's got in the Bundesliga over the, the last couple of years. He's absolutely rapid and he, he likes uh, he likes taking people on. So I think he could get a fair amount of goals and assists this, this season. So uh, yeah, I'll, I'll go Leon Bailey.
0: Excellent, great three choices there. Well, Simon, that's um, that's about it for the for the summer just now. I mean. As you say, we're kinda of limited to what we could talk about. Obviously the, the window's still open. Um so I mean we'll address it obviously further. You'll be back to join me, um, I assume on the yeah. every week.
1: Absolutely. Um,
0: so we'll we'll talk more Villa and and obviously Newcastle with Dave when when that comes back. Um have you been doing any podcasting over the over the summer that's worth
1: uh, yeah, we've been doing a, a few of the Villa ones on the Holtcast. We're actually recording an, another one tonight because, as you know, uh, the the last week or so there's there's been a, a fair bit going on at Villa Park. So um, yeah, any Villa fancy? You fancy checking that out? I, I promise it won't just be 40 minutes of everyone talking about Jack Grealish. There is other stuff to talk about. I think everyone's sick to death of hearing about that now. So uh, yeah, if you want to check that out, it's the Holtcast podcast. Um, where can they find you online to, to uh, so, for it? Yeah, on on Twitter is at Sire Regan, and yeah, it's just a, a stream of Villa content and lots of other nonsense as well. But you might enjoy it. Yeah, well worth a follow. Um, just quickly, actually, lastly, before we go on Jack Grealish,
0: just when you said that there, how how do you feel Villa fans overall will feel about Grealish leaving? Do you think they'll understand overall? Or do you think there might be some some bitterness and resentment towards it all? Uh, I,
1: th- I think it'll be it'll be quite a mixed reception when he comes back. I mean, there's, there's there's people like myself who can you know look at it from an objective point of view, appreciate how good he he was for the club, but there I think there is there is element of sort of resentment amongst some fans purely because when he signed the new deal last year. He made a big thing about how he'd spoken to the owners and they'd sort of told him what you know the plan was over the next few years and he said you know I believe believe in the plan I believe in the in the projects and we sort of improved we've made some good signings this year so you kind of you think well how much did he really believe in it but I mean as I said before uh, earlier on you know he he's got to be playing Champions League football and it's just not gonna gonna happen uh, at Villa so. I, you know, I I I'll give him a good reception when he comes back, but I think I think it will be mixed. It certainly as well amongst the younger generation of Villa fans, because for a lot of them this is sort of their first experience of of you know your your hero as you know your childhood hero leaving the club. I I had it back in '98 when Dwight York left, so I'm I'm well versed in all of this type of stuff, but. For, for a lot of the younger fans, this is sort of the first time that's happened to them. I, I think a lot of them are, are, are just upset and hurt about it. But, you know, it is what it is. We've lost great players before. We'll lose great players in the future. But you support the club, not not just the one man.
0: Yeah, very well said. Um, yeah, thanks again for joining me, Simon. Um, we have been Man in the Post. You can find us at Man in the Post on all your social media platforms. Um, Obviously, been much quieter than, than we intend to be over the summer um, but we will be back basically from now on you will start seeing the Thursday show I'm sure we'll be back as soon as the season starts Simon, Dave and myself again we'll be back with the review show every week um, but until then always remember to keep your man in the boat